Welcome back, everybody, and thanks for tuning in. I'm Dave Barfield, and this is the Christ Community Podcast. We're so glad you're here. We hope our show will encourage, challenge, and uplift you with the gospel of Jesus Christ. In today's episode, we're going to chat about some stuff going on around our church, talk about the latest sermon, read some scripture, and as always, we'll spend some time praying for you. So let's get to it. All right, thank you all for being here with us today. We have a special guest with us in the studio, my friend and colleague here at the church, Justin Poitras. He's the pastor for Student Ministries at Christ Community Church. Justin, thanks so much for joining us today. Always great to hang out with you. Yeah, Dave, it's it's great to be here. I have very much enjoyed the podcast. I, I really enjoy the, the musical intros and outros. Mm. I, I have... One part has been missing personally. I'm waiting yes. for What's that? the uh, the commercial interludes. Yes, <laughs> there. I, I'm, when are we getting sponsorship? I've thought about the sponsor, and I don't know who it would be. I don't know if the PCA would sponsor that. Maybe we could yeah. have uh, Westminster uh, Theological Seminary. We got, we got some chime quality in. ad space to to run here. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't at know least what like it would thirty be. second ones. You know, I think you can keep people for that long. That's right. Maybe you could fund a new laptop for me or something. <laughs> but yeah, that's good. And well, I'm glad you've enjoyed it. I'm glad that you've been able to listen to it. And I'm glad that you uh, can be here today. To yeah, take part. yeah, great, awesome. So uh, we got to hear from you on Sunday. You preached uh, this last Sunday, which was fabulous. Uh, so we're going to get to that in a minute. But first, why don't you just kind of tell us how things are going in the Poitiers household these days? Yeah, um, you know, I think uh, it just adjusting. Right, mm. took some it took some definite adjusting early on. Um, mostly okay, right? I, I think with everybody else, right, that there starts to be a cumulative mm-hmm. drag as uh, as it goes on week to week. I, I think the interesting, I mean, the big thing for us was that we decided to get a puppy. Oh, um, always a good decision. <laughs> so that... In uh, isolation. Yes. That, I mean, we, we were actually, I, I'd like to, to stake the claim to fame. We were one of the first mm-hmm. that jumped on that okay. bandwagon. All right. Okay, this is, I'll give full credit to Liz on this. She All right, good. had been pushing and wanting a puppy for a long time, and, mm-hmm. and this was... This was the final impetus. So, well, it's good timing because you both can help train the puppy. Exactly. That was, I mean, that was kind of what we figured. Like, we're not going to be looking at a time where we have this much collective mm-hmm. time at home to train the puppy. So, you know, I, I it's funny. I'll hear about <clears throat> a number of people just being like, yeah, I'm so bored. Mm-hmm. I've just been, you know, binging Netflix and mm. I just have nothing. I'm like, I have not really experienced that. Good. There is, um, as you might imagine, mm-hmm. if the puppy is awake, his name is Ezekiel or Zeke. If, if Ezekiel, if he, Ezekiel, yes, or Zeke, or Zeke, now right? Tell so me got, that didn't have something to do with the Dallas Cowboys. Well, you know, please. <laughs> it's like it's a beautiful blend of uh, uh, of scripture and, and the Dallas Cowboys. Well, so, for, so <laughs> I think we need some backstory here for the, for our listeners. That aren't aware, uh, Justin and I both uh, grew up in the Philadelphia area. Mm-hmm. Uh, we mm-hmm. didn't know each other, but right. grew up in the Philadelphia area. And somehow Justin ended up as a Dallas right. Cowboys. Well, you're, you're a Denver fan, so, you know. That's true. Well, <laughs> yes, but that's... But that, uh, it's, it's a less <laughs> heinous sin. I'm still that's an Eagles sure. fan, different conference. Okay. But, um, yeah, so, uh, but being a Dallas fan in Philadelphia is, it's anathema. Right. And, and for, well, for those of you that are Dallas 
fans anathema means it's cursed <laughs> uh but <laughs> so is that how you came up with the name yeah. or was it a uh, it was joint right joint, i yeah. just you know we look for it's it's always good i think for me i have the philosophy when you're approaching pet names mm-hmm. you need to grab the opportunity to name this something you probably wouldn't call your child no offense to people who, whose sure. child's name is ezekiel mm-hmm. uh but you know that's, that's not your preference I, right? yeah it seems a little outside cool well good what kind of puppy is it uh, he's a, a golden doodle golden yeah. doodle Yep. More Growing golden quickly. than doodle, or more he's actually than... all white. It's it's kind of crazy. All white, yeah, all cool. white. Well, good. I'm glad for you guys. So, let me in on a dirty little secret here during this quarantine, Justin. Uh-huh. I know that you have a penchant for McDonald's. How much uh-huh. McDonald's have you consumed <laughs> in the last month and a half? Um, actually, only one time. Wow, only one, one time. time. It's a no little one bit, watching it's over a your shoulder. And you've only been to McDonald's I, one I time. Know. I know. A big part of it is that. Right, you're you're quarantined. You you are everything with your family, right? Mm-hmm. And and Liz is gluten free, and right. just the McDonald's is not it's not it's not, it's not work for no. her. So the only time I went was we had a collective agreement. Got some Starbucks for her. Yeah, I got some some of the fries. I like that you had a McDonald's. collective agreement. Yeah. Yeah, before going was... to a fast food place. That feels really <laughs> thorough. I don't know that I've attained that level in my marriage that we yeah. have a collective agreement going to fast food. Uh, it worked That's out something. well. <laughs> yeah. Well, good for you guys. I'm glad that that worked out well. <laughs> so probably a good, uh, I, I mean, I would have liked to go more, but it's good. I yeah. think it's been a good right. limit. Yeah. Too much McDonald's would be bad in quarantine that, if you're not yes, out walking and exercising. Probably. Right. Well, good. Oh, that's awesome. Well, let's get to the sermon then. Yeah. Uh, so last Sunday, why don't you give us a reminder? Uh, if you And for the, for our listeners, if you missed the sermon or you'd like to watch it again, it's always available on our website, ChristCommunityCarmel.org. Uh, you can watch it, uh, download it, listen to it, whatever you prefer. So Justin, why don't you give us a recap of uh, where you took us on Sunday? Yeah, it was Isaiah 43, 1 through 7, and uh, it's just a lot of assurances, a lot of promises. The whole latter part of Isaiah gets pretty thick with a lot of good stuff from God. And so this is one of them. There's a lot of instructions and desire for God telling us not to fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then he gives us assurances. He gives Israel, first of all, assurances that, that we can apply and it has to do with who he is, mm-hmm. right? He He's committed to us. He's chosen us. He gave up. And then he points to his deliverances, right? Which obviously as, as Christians, mm-hmm. we're looking um, at Christ and the cross. Mm-hmm. And, and there, there's nothing that's more uh, significant and notable and, and graspable than, than looking at Jesus. And then, I mean, all of us have those, have our own kind of, uh, to use a, a biblical term here, right? The Ebenezer's, kind of those monuments. I think if you've been a Christian for a while that you you can look to in your own life, mm-hmm. or, or maybe those are very close to you and you look at, okay, God, God delivered me, right? God came mm-hmm. through. This is the sort of God that he is. So it, it's both of those things that God kind of wants us to look to, to know he, he loves us. And then, Hopefully provides us help in the day to day when right. we're feeling anxious or afraid. Which is why forgetfulness is condemned so often throughout Scripture. You forgot what God has done for you, and it's why uh, the New Testament always goes back to Exodus and what God did in the Exodus, delivering His people from from the bondage of Egypt. And that's a picture of of being transferred from the domain of darkness to the kingdom of God's Son. So there is that sense of giving uh, of giving examples of what God has done in our past to bring us to, uh, to saving knowledge of him. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and I think the going along with that, it's the beauty that God and the beauty of the Christian life. God doesn't just do something once in the past, mm-hmm. right? It's not all about do you believe that Jesus died and rose again, right? As much as, you know, factually, intellectually, we're going to ground our faith on that. It, mm-hmm. it is much, much more than that. And that's who, that's who God is mm-hmm. um, as far as he wants us living in this daily dependence on him. Yeah, that's awesome. It's so encouraging to know that we really don't have to be afraid, even though it's popular to be afraid, popular to be anxious. God does not want that for us. And that's that's huge. That's encouraging to me to hear that. Now, you and I were discussing kind of offline about God's love and how it's really crucial to this overcoming fear in our lives. And we were talking about how if God only loved us because of what Christ did for us, then we might kind of be prone to a little bit of suspicion. And I was thinking back to Sinclair Ferguson's book, The Whole Christ, and how Mm. If God only loved us because Jesus died for us, then we could almost be a little suspicious that, well, he doesn't really love me for who I am or uh, for me as as a as his creation. He just loves me because of something that Jesus did for me. But that's not exactly how, or entirely, I should say, uh, how Scripture talks about God's love for us. Yeah. It, I mean, it's it's pretty wide and, and complex, I, I think, to try and understand. And first of all, when you, <laughs> when you mention... Uh, popular. It is popular to be afraid and anxious. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, as a clarified term, you mean you mean popular as far as uh, population and number. Not <laughs> right. It's, it's a popular activity. I don't think anyone wants that. Right. No. No one is consciously choosing. Yeah, but it's also trendy. I think that's where I'm going. I think mm, I mean when okay, I say popular, okay. trendy in I American culture to to be anxious and it's almost like uh, misery loves company type thing. I think yes. that's that was the sentiment behind it. Okay. It is, Unfortunately, common and popular. Yeah, I I think you're on to something there, right, as far as um, I think maybe part of that is that there's a lot of expectation that um, we just care well. We need need to care well for for people who are facing anxiety and it, it kind of gives you this free pass to, mm-hmm. to a degree, right? You say, I'm anxious. And it's not going to be a totally a free pass, right? But but it, it's like, okay, we'll just step off, right? Don't you understand what's happening to me? I'm, I'm feeling anxious about this. And, mm. and so I think that's probably part of the reason why um, it, you know, people want to take ref, refuge, quote unquote, in that boat, right? And, and it becomes comforting in its own way, in the mm-hmm. sense of, um, it's just it's I don't know it's a bizarre thing where we're worrying actually you know helps you feel like you've got some control right mm. you're you're pondering over something right and you're you're stuck in this and and by worrying about it you're doing something about it but anyway to, not yeah. to sidetrack too far sure. in that God's love right and and what is it based on um well you had a great line in the sermon that said God loves us because he loves us mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, that's just kind of – that's as far as we can look into. There, there's a mystery there. Like, there's a real mystery that it's a good thing that mm-hmm. we can't we can't see behind and that there is nothing more than that except if you want to really go one layer below it, right, God's going to take us to his glory, mm-hmm. right? That it's right. 
It's for his glory, which, if anything, means like inherently you're probably less lovable uh, <laughs> than the next person. And so yeah. God gets more glory by loving you. But but, but that's it, right? You know, I, I think that that's – and that's kind of a cool thing, right, because it is now unhinged from what am I doing? Who Who am I in this moment, right? Am I free to change? Am I free to grow? Am I free – can I let this go of whatever it is, right? Um, why, why am I being loved by God? What is it based on? Yeah, and I'm thinking to back to a passage that – for some Christian circles, it's at the it's relegated to the start of the Christian journey, and that's John three, mm. because Jesus talks about being born again. But in John three sixteen, which we all know, learned it from kindergarten, but in the beginning, it gives the ground for why Jesus came. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. So, do you think then that there, there's a some of the grounds for why God or why God sent Jesus was because of His love for us? Yeah, um, right. I think you you start going um, beyond like, well, why why is is Jesus being sent? I mean, that's I mean, people have been been trying to figure that one out for a while, right? And and there's again, we're going to reach a certain point where we don't know the whole reason. We know that this was in the fullness of time, right? Seemingly for, from eternity. And Piper mentions this, right? He'll point to Revelation and say. Um, there's the names that are written in the Lamb's Book of Life before the foundation of the world, right? And, and meaning like, okay, God, God had this plan for redemption before he even actually started the world for his glory to send Christ to show his grace and mercy. Now, why is that the, the best plan, right? Uh, you know, well, uh, that's where it's God, it's right? And, yeah. <laughs> it's not us trying yeah. to figure it out. And a rightfully placed mystery is mm-hmm. is perfectly fine in Scripture. Yeah. We know we we know something to be true, but we may not be able to understand it because we're not God, right? Yeah, that's awesome. So, do you think then that we live in an age of anxiety? We've heard this uh, countless times from pop philosophers and sociologists and things. What do you think adds to and proliferates this age of anxiety. What are some of the the triggers or the the tools that um, the Prince of the Power of the Air uses mm-hmm. to give us a spirit of fear? Yeah, I don't think. I mean, this is a really good, you know. I think just a full podcast in itself, right? Well, you got Thinking two minutes, so good. <laughs> anxiety. <laughs> um, I, I think there's a lot of things. It's not getting less. It is getting more. By, by every sort of measurement that you look at, and, and I don't think it's going away, mainly it, in connection to – I would say there's a lot of other things, but mainly in connection to in the, in the Western world, and I think there's a number of people who have explored this connection. Um, iGen I, by Jean Twenge is, is one where she talks about this. There's a, a lot of others. Uh, the connection with the proliferation of digital mm-hmm. connection, right, and, and media and – you screen time, the online world. Well, why, right? Why? I think that's kind of the next question. Well, why do those two connected, right? And, and I think what's happened is that in our own minds, right, there's a certain degree, certainly people who are growing up as this next generation is with the internet. Um, there's kind of this connection of it's possible in your own world, in your own mind. And, and there's, there's always a certain tendency that we have to this, 
but all of us are quote unquote celebrities in our own right, mm. right? Where you can, you can convince yourself that the whole world is watching your every move, mm-hmm. your every mm-hmm. word, your every step, mm. right? And, and then you create this digital image of yourself and you're curating this and, and you're obsessing over this mm-hmm. and you are able to connect with people 24 seven. And so it c- can feed that illusion that we naturally have to think that we're the center of the universe. Right. It's kind of a self-fulfilling pro- process. It's rather an anxious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What if I slip up? I make a mistake. Right. Yeah. Right. And mm. true enough, right? If you do make a mistake and you are one of those center people, I mean, we see it, mm-hmm. right? We see those people will get just shredded right. in moments over the smallest things. Yeah. Right. That's that'll leave the you cancel anxious. culture. You mess yeah. up. You're canceled. Right. As if we have the power to just cancel the existence right. of someone <laughs> because they right. woke up with right. a zit on their face or something right. horrible. Yeah. I, I think. Um, you know, we live in a meritocracy in America and in many ways that, that has brought about incredible prosperity and a lot of uh, good things uh, for the sake of um, the world, not just for ourselves. So I, I'm not going to disparage this idea of capitalism or meritocracy or things like that. But I think that that encroaches on how we view ourselves. I have to be better than the next person or at least equal to in order to – have arrived. Mm -hmm. Instead of being satisfied with, I am who I am because of what God has made me. Um, And so I think that that the digital age has added to this meritocracy where I am um, always comparing myself to the next person with a swipe of a finger. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's not even mm-hmm. – at this point, it's not intentional. It's just my, my thumb is trained to swipe up or down mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. across, yep. left, I don't know. Um, to find the next thing to compare myself to. And, to- and, and not just the next person, mm-hmm. right? Because we're always by, you know, by, by habit and by the fall creatures of envy and comparison. Mm-hmm. But as you referenced, because of the digital age, I'm comparing myself to the best, mm-hmm. right? Am I, am I a student? Well, now I'm seeing the best scores, right? Am I a teacher? I'm seeing the best teacher. Am I a musician? I'm seeing the best musicians. Am I, am I cared about my appearance? I see the best, mm-hmm. most attractive people, right? Like we're talking about the top portion of a 1% of every single category mm-hmm. that I would find meaning and identity in. And it's no longer, Hey, it's me and, and my, you know, circle of right. peers in my community. It's it's the world, yeah, right. And yeah, yeah that's it's exhausting. Gonna, yep. <laughs> That'd be exhausting to to try and compete. And it's a it's a fake uh, thing. It's a fake facade right. because we don't know the heartache behind the story and uh, all the details of the story that we're just seeing in this one image or this video or whatever. There's a billion details that mm-hmm. we probably wouldn't envy if we knew right, them. Right. Instead, we're just looking you at see the snapshot. One thing. Right. Yeah, the snapshot, and we're coveting that. Which, yeah. lo and behold, the Old Testament, Ten Commandments, don't covet. Right. Mm. <laughs> right. It's been true this whole time. Um, right, and it turns out like it's actually that's there, like everything else, for your enjoyment and, yeah. and your happiness. Right. Wow. Not not just to to keep you down. Yeah. So take us to the gospel then. Tell us what does the gospel do for us? How does it help us with the fears and the anxieties that this life has? Yeah, I think um, – right, and I mean you can know the answer right, and we can talk about it, right? Mm-hmm. But it, obviously it's very, very different living this out. Um, but you know, I'll, I'll mention just you know in, in passing uh, resources passed on to me actually by uh, former pastor here, Tim Kirk – 
And uh, it's just a tiny little booklet called uh, The Freedom of Mm Self-Forgetfulness by by Tim Keller. Really, really recommend it. I mean, you can read that thing in 20 minutes. Um, And he he gets at this idea so spot on, right? Where does the gospel meet our our fear and our need for approval and so forth? And it's actually self-forgetfulness as our eyes are looking at Christ, right? And if where you think about, okay, well, your worth is in Christ. Well, what the heck does that mean, mm-hmm. right? My worth is in Christ, mm-hmm. right? And it has to do with me looking at how does God see me, right? It's a relational component, right? And that has to be a fundamental worth. And not only is this relationship of fundamental worth, but it's not based on a meritocracy. It's not based on how well I do tomorrow or something I've done in my past. It's really based on on Jesus. It's entirely mm-hmm. outside of myself, right? And and that can push you towards a self forgetfulness where you just you don't have to worry about how you're doing, mm-hmm. right? Not in a you know just you know cavalier, do, right? Yeah. Do whatever you want, sort of thing. But you you can just kind of leave that and actually mm-hmm. be present and focused on other people. Mm-hmm. Again, that's very ideally how often can, sure. can you do that, even right. knowing that. But that's that's the gospel answer. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's refreshing to know that we don't ever get over the gospel as Christians. It, it, we don't. I mean, we need it every day in each moment to know that what Christ has done for me is enough. Mm-hmm. It's not my performance. It's not my um, my merit. It's what Jesus has done for me, and that's yeah. that's so satisfying. Thanks, Justin. I appreciate yeah. that. In our next segment, we're going to take the time to hear God's Word. We want the Word of Christ to dwell in us richly. So as you listen, chew on these words, meditate on them, and thank God for the gift of His Word. And then after our reading, we'll have a brief chat about the passage. Justin, what are we hearing today? So I'm going to be reading from Psalm 42, verses 1 through 5. As a deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night, while they say to me all the day long, Where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I would go with the throng and lead them in procession to the house of God, with glad shouts and songs of praise, a multitude-keeping festival. Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. It's the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Justin, what thoughts do you have on that passage? Yeah, I think it's a great one, um, talking about thirst and the idea of the wilderness and and desert. And uh, that's where we have been, I I think, as a country, as a world, is in this relational wilderness. And I, I think my... Part of my concern right now, um, and this just comes from a conversation I had with Michael Settler. He's going to be our um, student ministry intern, and, mm-hmm. and he's in college and, and was remarking how he feels that this quarantine time is going to accelerate certain trends that are already in place. Mm-hmm. And one of those has been, particularly for this younger generation, is an increasing comfort with isolation mm. and, and being alone. Now – 
comfort in in significant italics or air quotes because mm-hmm. we're made for community. Right. That's how God's created us before the fall, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not going away. But I think maybe in in light of this passage, and we've talked about some recently, right? Cynicism, mm-hmm. right? And how you just kind of begin to accept. <laughs> Mm-hmm. what the reality is and stop hoping mm-hmm. and right? joke about it. Make yeah. A, make a good internet yeah. meme about something. Yeah. And so just like, I think in, in relation to this, this issue and isolation, just being like, well, that's just how it is. Right. People just don't have time for anyone. And I, I'm just, I'm, I'm comfortable with this. I, I feel like there's something missing, but this is how life is. Yeah. And I'll, I'll find ways to, to Netflix and internet and mm-hmm. video games and social media myself into, you know, a contented hum. Mm. And I think a lot of this is is pushing on that and, and saying, you know, not for us not to lose our thirst mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and realize that we are actually in a wilderness. We were in this wilderness in a lot of ways right. before we started mm-hmm. this. And to realize that that longing and that emptiness for community is, is first of all connection with God, but also – really very much needing other people, right? And, and to not lose sight of that as I have felt, I'm sure other people have, connection has gotten harder through through digital means. It takes more emotional right. energy. And so I think when this ends, right, just not slipping into that passive comfort with like, well, this is the wilderness of, uh, uh, particularly as like social distancing, some of that stuff yeah. probably is still going to continue, mm-hmm. right? It's still going to take, it's not going to be like, just before. And mm-hmm. so I think we've got as a church, right? I think we we really need to and, and want to be looking out for trying to to continue to to have that thirst for good, positive relationships and not just chalk it up to, well, this right. is a loss. Yeah. Because there's almost been an idol an idol, I think, of safety and safety at all costs, including relationships mm-hmm. uh, in person. Um that will take a while to undo mm-hmm. at this point, you mm-hmm. know, especially if social distancing continues. But I love what it, the, what verse four said. Um, the psalmist said, I go with the throng and lead them in procession to the house of God yeah. with shouts and songs of praise, a multitude keeping festival. So there is this sense of community worshiping God together mm-hmm. that is the antidote to this isolation and anxiety. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks. As we close, we want to spend some time praying for you all, because these are indeed trying and difficult times. And so we hope that you will pray along with us if you're able. Justin, why don't you go first, and then I'll close. Yeah. Father, thank you for your love for us. We thank you that it's an unconditional Mm. sort of love that comes from what you have done for us on the cross. And and help us to see that. Help us to be reminded of that when Mm -hmm. we are tempted to doubt and uh, to just walk away and forget about you or um, try try to grab onto other things as a relief to anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um, Lord, to know that you've actually given up your son, you've given up Mm -hmm. Jesus for us uh, to give us life. And so you're not going to stop there. That's not just where, where it ends. That's that's the biggest thing you could have done. And, and mm-hmm. so how much more will you give us uh, 
the small things, the daily yeah. bread mm-hmm. that we need. And um, thank you for your people. Thank you for your church. I, I pray, Lord, you would give us um, wisdom and grace as we come out of this time, mm-hmm. just abundant grace for not knowing the right answers and uh, <laughs> not having things figured out as far as balancing mm-hmm. um, the safety and uh, and life going on and mm. um, to just love people well and uh, Lord, continue to strengthen community. I pray that we as Christ community and, and the church throughout your world, Lord, would just continue to model what it means to to be your people, to to not just be a one-to-one, but to, to have this corporate collected mm-hmm. togetherness as we care for each other as well. In Jesus' name. Mm. Father, I echo what Justin was saying. I thank you for the gospel. Thank you for um, our identity that we can find in it, uh, not in our performance or uh, our own merit, but in the merits of Jesus Christ. So we just give you praise for that today. We thank you for Jesus and his work on our behalf. We thank you for your love for us, um, certainly not based on anything within us, but just because you love us. And so that's an astounding fact. I pray I pray that you would let that sink deep into our souls today. We thank you for your word um, thank you for the Psalms and how we can always find ourselves in the Psalms, no matter what's happening in the mm. world, we can find ourselves there and learn that it's okay to not be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet you take us from there to the next step of trusting you more and more. And so we thank you for this Psalm. We thank you that we don't have to be cast down mm-hmm. all the time, but that we can have confidence that we will again hope and praise you together uh, and with the multitude. So we give you praise for all that you are for us. We thank you that you're perfect on our behalf. We thank you for your love. And we ask for grace and peace uh, in the life of each person that's listening today. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this, we invite you to share it with family and friends. To learn more about our church, visit us online at ChristCommunityCarmel.org. And join us again next week for the Christ Community Podcast. Until then, the peace of Christ be with you. And also with you. Amen. Thanks, Dave. And God bless.